everybody, Don Kendrick here with some good news. The good news is that you're only going to hear good news here. I am a repurposed news reporter and I am finally doing the stories that have been burning in my heart for so long. They're stories that uplift, encourage, and inspire. And they are real and they're raw and they're vulnerable. They're the good stuff stories. And we see it over and over again that through it all, through the middle of our biggest challenges, together we can, together we will. Let's go see the good and be the good. On your market set, let's go. Hey, y'all, we are so looking forward to bringing you our God at Work series of stories over the next few months. We named them God at Work in honor of my mama, Marlene Kendrick, who passed away on February 23rd. Because if you knew our mama, you knew those words, God at Work. She was forever teaching us to see God in everything. So this series is for you all as much as it is for ourselves and reminding ourselves that we can, in fact, allow God to work through us by seeing the good in others and being the good for them. Welcome to God at Work, the Colin Nemet story. This is a story I have been waiting to bring you. So excited. It fits so perfectly in the God at Work series because this is a kid who encouraged an entire community to get closer to God, to have conversations with God. God was Colin Nemet's friend. And his family continues to lead by example in ways that for so many of us are so hard to fathom. And I would encourage you, if you are willing, when you're inspired by this story, would you take a minute to push subscribe? Just click subscribe. That's how we're growing this Good Stuff Family Tree 2023 to keep bringing you stories like this. Uh, Share, if you would, as much as you could. And help us to grow the Good Stuff Family Tree 2023. So I'm going to bring in Colin's very proud mama right now, Kim Nemet. Hi, Good Kim. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. How are you? Good morning. I, you know, some people you just see your face, and I, my heart <laughs> smiles because of what you, uh, what you and Mike stand for. You know, uh, you want to talk about good stuff. So I'm going to pull up a picture of our Colin, our beloved Colin. And I wonder, would you start us? Um, there's so much to tell, but will you start us at the beginning, the journey that started with um, the diagnosis that no parents want to hear? And I'm going to yes. start with my most favorite, one of my most favorite pictures, okay, right here. Yeah, this is I see this. the very first thing I saw when I walked up to your door to meet you guys officially for the first time. This is what I saw. And the only way I knew you guys, let me just say this quickly, is a big yeah. church service at St. Ambrose yeah. while he was yeah. warrioring on. That's how I came to know you. The church was yeah. packed. Yeah. And give us a window into that. And I'm going to pull up his picture here. So, okay. we, you know, um, you know, he was up against cancer in the diagnosis. Yeah. And the- so, so it's funny. My there, there is so. Oh. <laughs> That's a good one. And he's the greatest. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love That's that. That's him. So, I love him. Yeah. How so funny. this is how funny. 
so so Colin's story there there it, there are so many details like hundreds of details that just connect God in through everything and it's funny Mike always tells me my husband he's like you have to get you have to get good at the elevator version of it Kim so um because it could probably take five hours to tell every single detail of, of Colin's story but um Colin was diagnosed on the first day of fourth grade with a brain tumor. Um, he had medulloblastoma. Uh, we later learned that it had a special DNA marker on it that said that the tumor would always come back. So, um, you know, we, we it was definitely an uphill battle. And in the beginning of his battle, um, you know, there were every complication that could happen, everything that was quote unquote rare um, happened to Colin where, you know, he, he had a stroke and we had to remove part of his skull. And then that part that replaced his skull um, got infected. And then we had to take, go back to surgery and take that out and we had to flush it. And um, then, you know, he had, um, we had to get put a shunt in to help drain the extra fluid that was on his brain. Uh, so the first half of, of, um, first part really of his journey, we, we didn't know if he would make it from day to day. We spent 47 days in the hospital. Should have been like an easy seven to 10 days in and out um, kind of a thing. But we, um, we, we started radiation while we were in the hospital and um, we came home mid six week cycle of radiation and, and he kept that up. And uh, after his radiation was over, then we had our little benchmark MRI just to kind of see where everything was and, and, and what the surgery had done. And uh, so when he had that two mark, two month MRI, uh, the, the MRI was of his brain and his skull and it happened, his spine, I'm sorry, his, his brain and his spine. And, and it happened to go just a little too low where it got the top of his hips. Um, and so the top of his hips actually caught a glimpse of another tumor. So we did more scans and, and another rare thing, you know, that happened with his medulloblastoma is that the tumor had spread from his brain to his bones. Uh, again, like 3% of the time that happens. So we, after all the scans, we saw that, you know, it spread to three different spots. Um, I think it was his hips and his arm and his ribs. So um, after, you know, they did the scans, they were, the, the medical team was all excited because they thought, gosh, yes, the, he hasn't seen chemo. We can, we can, attack it it's going to respond well it's going to be great um first two rounds of chemo of course there were you know the the complications the neurogenic fever a couple more hospital stays in there um but you know after the first two two rounds of chemo they did another benchmark mri and uh, they saw that the tumor spread from three parts three spots in his bones to nine so at that point they sent us home on hospice and told her there told us there was nothing much more they could do so uh, we planned our make-a-wish trip we ended up going to hawaii um, he'd always wanted to go to hawaii and having five kids you know we had to convince the kids that hawaii was a terrible place because it was so expensive to go there with five kids so uh, but um, after convincing him back that no Hawaii is not that terrible, you know, he, he was all excited to go. So, but before we left for our make-a-wish to Hawaii, um, Colin, uh, he prayed with one of our, our, our friends who was a priest. And um, in that prayer, Jesus came to Colin and um, he met him in the prayer. Uh, he went to his favorite spot while he was, you know, meditating and, and, and concentrating on Jesus. And his favorite spot was um, Space Mountain. Um, at Disney World. So Jesus came up to Colin in Space Mountain and gave him a big hug and they rode Space Mountain together. And um, in that prayer, 
uh, Jesus told Colin that uh, he was going to take away his tumors. So we uh, went on our Make-A-Wish and we came back. Um, we actually jet-setted right back to Texas as soon as we came back from Hawaii. And after our Texas trip, we came back home and um, Colin, you know, he, he started to get better and better and better every single day after our, our trips. And uh, when we went to the doctor's office, you know, we were all excited telling the doctors about how our trips were and, and you know, how much fun he had. And, and uh, Colin you know, I'm like, tell the doctors, you know, what's your exciting news? I, I didn't even know at that point that Jesus had told him that he was going to take away his tumors. Um, but he blurted out to everybody, all the nurses and doctors in the room that Jesus told me he's going to take away my tumors. And then the doctor kind of looked at him and winked and said, sure, I'm, I'm sure he will, Colin, that's going to be great. And so, um, but Colin kept on getting better and better and better. So we hit that two month mark. Um, they didn't know that he would be here for that, but he was, and, and we did another MRI. Um, his tumors were 98% gone at that point. Um, and he was not surprised. You know, we were all ecstatic. Uh, his doctors were in disbelief, but Colin just like, yeah, I told you, <laughs> like, duh. Uh, so, so we, um, we lived life to the fullest. And, and at the next two month mark for his MRI, the tumors were completely gone. So uh, we decided, you know, again, with that DNA marker saying that the tumors can come back um, over and over again, uh, of course, with God, anything's possible. Um, but my mama heart knew that uh, eventually Colin would end up in heaven, you know, before the rest of us. So we wanted to give our kids as much um, time and make forever memories as money as we could so uh, we we did trips we did activities we did pictures we did just everything you can think of um and and it was between christmas and new year's of that following year that um his uh his tumors came back um we we kept on going back for for our benchmark mris and um this one he it was actually new year's eve and new year's day he was serving at uh new year's eve mass as an altar server and um he came home and he just said you know my head it hurts really bad mom and i i looked and uh, it was red and puffy and, and again my heart sunk because i knew knew what was ahead of us uh, we went to the hospital in the middle of the night because uh, his pain was so bad and um they showed us that uh, his tumor was indeed back. Uh, and this time it engulfed his whole entire brain. Uh, they sent us home on hospice again, uh, this time giving us about two or three weeks that they thought he would make it. Um, we planned a trip to Disney World, again, trying to get in as many memories as we could with our kids. And um, again, before our trip to Disney World, we, we prayed with our priest friend. Uh, Jesus came to Colin and said, I told you, I got this. I'm going to take away your tumors. I told you, don't worry about it. This is my job. So uh, we went away to Disney World. And again, Colin, you know, so many God things happened on that trip, not just for Colin, but for me as well. Um, it, it was it was just it was amazing, overwhelming. And so we came back and uh, the minute again, we came back, Colin's tumor, he, he started to feel better and better and better and better. And so uh, we eventually um, got to that two month mark again, uh, where the doctors, you know, had given us two or three weeks and here we were, we're we were two months out from that time. Uh, we did, um, the up, the benchmark MRI, uh, his tumors were completely gone. So, uh, that's when the pandemic hit. And so, um, you know, again, we lived our lives the best that we could not knowing what would happen. And, um, we got all the way through again, uh, to Christmas time. We had is the most that, peaceful. Him, is that when they did the, um, that big ceremony for him at, St. Ambrose was it after so, the second time or it was we, we actually had three different ones um so the first one is where we had met with you and um that was the very first prayer service that we had for Colin um Colin he just he he loved 
gosh, he loved being at church. He loved, there was always mm -hmm. just something special about Colin from the minute that he was born. Um, you know, and, and it's funny because I would tell people that I told our one priest friend and he's like him. He's like, everybody thinks their kids are special. I'm like, no, no, we've got four other ones. Colin's different mm -hmm. than the rest of them. So, yeah, um, I felt it. Kim, I felt it. It was real. That church was full of the Holy Spirit through us. You know, I can't, I still, I, um, if you, if you know, you know, right. I mean, so there is, the, yeah. well, one of, one of our, um, I, I work up at St. Ambrose in the office and uh, one of my good friends in the office who I've been up there with for years, um, she is our liturgical planner. And so she does everything that has to do with church. She would actually, um, you know, on Monday when I'd be in the office, she's like, I, I didn't see you guys, but were you guys at nine o'clock mass on Sunday? And I'd say, yeah, we were like, you know, after a couple of times, I'm like, why do you keep on asking me? How do you know? She said that she tries not to find us at church. She tries to feel us at church because she could feel God's presence whenever Colin walked into church. So, um, you know, like you said, when you know, you know, you just feel God. I second that. And for anyone who's listening, uh, by the way, if you're listening via podcast mode, you can go to thegoodstufffamily.com and see this video stream. Um, but if you're listening and, and and maybe there's some skepticism in your heart, you know what? I, I am in, I'm acknowledging it right now. But when you can be in the presence of a family, Kim, when we say faith in action, this is what you all do. You don't pretend the, we've had it, two years without him now. The heavenly, uh, his heavenly birthday was April. We just passed, correct? Again, correct. Right. So for people who are listening saying, I don't, I can't wrap my mind or my heart around how this family could be so strong. Why would you not be saying what we say? Really, God, really? Like not once, but twice. And a tumor that's guaranteed to come back for a kid who is, such a bright light for so many, but you acknowledge those questions head on, don't you? One of the things um, throughout Colin's journey, we, we never asked the question why. Um, Mike and I have always been huge on, um, we follow God's will. And so, you know, even when we got pregnant with our, our number five, our last kiddo, we kind of were like, what the heck? Oh my gosh, we've got four other kids. It's been seven years since we've had a baby. We are, you know, in our upper thirties, like they're starting all over again. What the heck? Um, but looking back now, God had a plan and uh, he knew that Colin wouldn't be here with us and he knew we needed Lincoln. And so like, now we look at it and think, thank you, Jesus <laughs> for Lincoln. Um, so, you know, following God's will and following God's plan is how we get through everything that we do. And, and we don't know what God's plan is. We don't know what is in store, but, but he sure does. He knows what's happening tomorrow. So, you know, we've lear learned through this to um, give everything over to God. Every morning when I wake up, I, I, I literally place all of my children in God's hands. I, I place my day in God's hands. And wherever he takes us, that's where we want to follow. Yes. And this is why I was so excited to, to be able to interview you today, because if you could speak to one person the way that you have spoken to me. Some people we meet and we know that you're going to be better for keeping them close. That is the Nemet family. It truly is not. Don't take my word for it. Ask the thousands of people 
who um, have shown up from the beginning to say, we see you, we see the example leading by example. So I, I, I'm going to pull this picture up again. This is again, the first thing I see when I come up to the house, <laughs> there he is. Look at this kid. This is a cancer warrior. You just heard his mama one thing after another. And he stayed with that typical smile that came from somewhere bigger than his warrior body. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And, and again, he just, he, he, he was God's friend. I think, you know, when we, when we talk to Colin at night and we say, you know, ask Colin to, 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 to pray for us, to his friend, Jesus, that's exactly what we say. You know, we ask him, you know, dear Colin, please lift up our friend to your friend, Jesus. And, and that's, that's how we talk to Colin because that's, he, he, he's always been a friend of Jesus. That's, that's what, but yes, I said that myself. I said, I saw it. So I'm going to pull up a video. It's a real short little clip when we were able to talk to this beloved warrior with this heart on fire for Christ. Um, and he used to pray. Where was his favorite place to pray, Kim? Say it again. <laughs> in the shower he loved praying in the shower it's even after he died our water bill went down i always thought it was our teenagers it was not it was colin <laughs> yeah and i said it's like it's like being baptized like he felt it that yeah on and, his knees in the shower yeah and what he said in this quick little soundbite that i'm going to play has lived in my heart since the since the second he said it because i think on it often and let's let's play it and then we're going to talk about it okay here's your awesome colin so many people love you and are learning from your example is there anything else that you want to tell people right now believe in god and pray to and get what you want I feel God. I feel him right now. Some, sometimes it's it's not what we always pray for or what we want, but the way he can use us and the way he's used you, my awesome friend. Like what a what a, what an honor that God feels so confident for you to be um, be his ambassador, right? That's so cool. Thank you. love him it's so one of what i have to say one of the things that um god had told to colin in one of his conversations is that you know um, you're going to get better one prayer at a time and I remember asking him like well what did you say to jesus when he said that and colin said i told him i'm just going to keep on praying <laughs> from the mouths of babes and we should say he was 11 there where we just saw him correct mm -hmm. yeah and when he said, you get, just pray, and you get what you want, the conventional wisdom says, wait a minute, did you, did, did, they did not get what they wanted. They were praying. Guess what? From the mouths of babes, all he ever wanted was to be with his friend, right? Tell, tell me, explain that wisdom beyond 11 years, mama, that you all embrace, that that is the final goal. This is a blip. 
Colin, he was a big bucket list kid. He had a huge bucket list of things that he always wanted to do in life. And, um, you know, when he got to the end, um, I don't know that he knew he was dying. I, I don't know that he, he quite understood that whole part of everything. But uh, I remember one day Mike asked him, like, buddy, what else do you want to go? Like, do you want to go fish somewhere special? Do you want to, you know, to take another trip somewhere? Do you want to, what do you want to do? And, and he said, dad, I'm good. I don't need to do anything else. Um, and, and that was kind of the turning point um, for Mike specifically, um, just to know that that Colin was at peace where with where he was. And, and even if he didn't understand the fact that his body was physically dying, that he knew where he was going to end up. And um, he was he was good with it. And I look at this picture. This looks like a family whose peace comes the peace that surpasses all understanding the goodstufffamily.com if you want to see what i'm talking about this is what the peace that surpasses all understanding looks like this is it and and that's and, the, the it's hard to describe because in such a chaotic and crazy and traumatic point of our lives we, mm. we were at peace there and then mm. that's why it's undescribable because you know it, it was jesus's peace that's what he wants our hearts to feel Amen. And so then, of course, I keep saying that why my mama just passed away almost three months ago and we put together this great video and I thought, why did we not do this before so she could see it? Yeah. It all could have been done. We just would have filled in the end date. And, and lo and behold, these people who loved Colin so much and took so much from his example showed up. And when I've been a reporter for years, 30 something years, we've covered homecoming parades and I never saw anything like this. So many cars. Let me throw, put up some pictures from that day. And will you tell me, um, give me kind of a window into that day and the force that showed up outside Colin's window. So, um, that day was, 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 it was, it was the beginning of, of, I don't want to say the beginning of the end because that's so cliche, but that it was it was the last day where he was conscious that he was able to um, to respond to us. And so it was an amazing uh, close to a chapter of Colin's life and to show him what he meant to other people. Um, gosh, it, it, the, the, the car parade started at, um, at St. Ambrose and it, it came to our house. And by the time the first car got to our house, the last car was still in the parking lot of St. Ambrose. So, um, it was amazing. And um, Kim, this, this shot again, yeah, uh, yeah. this isn't even in your neighborhood yet, right? No, no, that's yeah. Look at that. Yeah. And what it said to me is, you know, the funeral procession could be that long, but these people were saying, we are celebrating the fact that when you go be with your friend, Jesus, what you're leaving here, the legacy goes on. This is what they, they one after another person told me. Yeah. And father Bob. Yeah, go ahead. That's okay. I was, it just, it, it, it was overwhelmingly amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this, I love this collage. I think your his aunt put this together. Look at this is snapshot after snapshot after mm -hmm. snapshot of the ages and the 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 different all different kinds of people who showed up. Look, they came with their. It was a parade. How Kim Nemet? How do we have a parade with horn honking and music 
and a DJ for a little boy who is about to um, to go to heaven and leave us. How is it that we can that that happened that day? His whole journey, even in the traumatic parts, was just it, it was it was peace and it was joy. And and even in the bad parts, there was still hope. Um, and, and the hope changed, the hope changed, you know, from a miracle to the hope of him being whole again, um, even though that meant being him being in heaven. Um, it was the hope of knowing that he has a greater job in heaven that he still does, um, that we, we see him all around us. God gives us little pieces of him all the time. Um, and, and, and what an honor to witness it and to be part of it and to be his, his earthly mom during all of this, um, you know, there, there's no words for that. Picture says so much to me. It says so much. This is what one of the last scenes he saw that orange, that trademark orange that stands for so much. And for me, I knew I was coming there because we knew that there was, you know, Father Bob was praying. He's such a powerful prayer. And and there were songs and it was his favorite DJ because Colin loved music. But I was not prepared for what I saw. I was not prepared for the amount of people who showed up to tap into whatever that mojo is that an 11-year-old got. And that he understood. And the thing is, that's his legacy. Like it keeps, keeps, um, at, at, yes, go ahead. Well, through, through Colin, I learned so much about faith and through Colin, my relationship got deeper with Jesus and through my 11 year old son, uh, it, the, what I learned from him to have the faith of a child, I know what that means now. And I want people to see Jesus the way that I see Jesus. And, the way I see Jesus is only a tiny amount of the way that Colin saw Jesus. And the way that I see Jesus is, is a tiny amount of what we will encounter when we're in heaven. And, and just honestly, like, I can't wait for that day. Yeah. And that, that is spoken um, from someone who is so rooted in faith. So here, um, the day of the funeral, mm-hmm. to say St. Ambrose Church was packed is an understatement. <laughs> hours, hours to get up, to hug you and Mike and say, thank you for making Colin. And it was the best time spent because of the way Colin wanted that funeral. Tell me, tell me uh, what it was, how he, he wanted it and how it was pulled off in the most beautiful way. And I'll, I'll show some pictures here. Colin, he, he loved candy and he was all for a good time. So um, we knew that there would be a lot of people at the funeral and we knew there would be a lot of um, kids, a lot of his friends at the funeral. And we wanted the funeral, a lot of them, it would be their first funeral. And we wanted it to show that it is really a celebration of Colin, not you know, it's sad because because we're sad for us, but for Colin, who was the star of the show uh, that day, it was a celebration for him. The, the worst day of our lives was the best day of his life. He got to go to heaven. We lost him, but he got to go to heaven. So we had little stations of photos set up. Um, I'm a picture queen, so we have oh, thousands of pictures to choose from. And we had candy at every single station because mm-hmm. we knew it would be a long line. And so everybody for dinner that night had candy. as they In they church. I felt like a rebel. It, In church, yeah. we had candy. Yeah. And yep. that's the but way Colin signed. would have wanted it. Exactly. That yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. That yeah, is okay. the way you would. And, and there were signs that, you know, they had, it said, 
please refrain from eating candy and oh shit. yeah because it was the obligatory but yeah. then there was little trash cans next yeah, to in other right. words we right. know you're going to right. and i could just see him in heaven smiling and yes i'm you know if you've been to a catholic church i can say in all the catholic masses i've been to um i'm gonna pull you back up here because this still <laughs> i can tell you i've never heard a homily a is powerful from his friend father bob yeah and i've never heard a homily where the priest said fart i think three times yeah yeah i know mike's big joke is that you know he would tell colin you know if heaven is perfect when you pull jesus's finger he's gonna fart he had a shirt colin had a shirt that said i, I heart fart to fart yeah <laughs> So here, this kid is divinely inspired, but he's a kid yeah. and he's awesome. I just love him. And here, how about this? I, you know, we showed that picture with the, this is candy in the bowl, um, yeah. the Skittles. What was it about Skittles? I hear this is favorite candy. No matter what, it always went back to Skittles. Always, always went back to Skittles. And at that ceremony, or excuse me, at that prayer service that I went mm -hmm. to, they, they handed out Skittles. I still have them. Yeah. And my niece, years ago, I, probably over a year ago, obviously, she tried to eat them in the car. Yeah. I said, nah, yeah. you can, these are like sacred Skittles. Yeah. And Mindy has hers up on yeah. a shelf. Yeah. We still have her think. Yeah. 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 And the thing is, yeah. they'll probably be in the same form 10 years yeah. from now. But yeah. nonetheless, it reminds us that rainbow, you know, and and you guys assigned a, a like, different word for each color hope yeah. and yeah so yeah it inspires me and then i loved this sign i'll i'll read it here are you would you like to read it you read it this Let's was see. a sign that was yes go ahead i'm gonna have you read it i don't have my glasses oh okay yeah i have mine on too i get it okay it says colin had a courageous smile and a twinkle in his eyes that will forever be etched in our hearts each family is invited to take a picture home of our handsome child of God. Child of God. I am a child of God. Is there anything more that we could hope for, for a three-word title? And it says he will always be with us forever drawing us closer to God, like in this very moment. And then next to that sign, I still have my picture here too, mm -hmm. where all of these little, it was such a genius idea, these little picture frames with that iconic picture of him in that plaid shirt. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I see that picture and it speaks volumes. It speaks volumes about what do I have to face today and, and the hope that I have that we never do it alone. That's what that picture says to me, Kim. Absolutely. Absolutely. And here, here he is. Is that Lincoln or is that Colin? <laughs> That's Colin. That's Colin. He looks, actually, yeah. Oh, it's crazy. We have a picture of Lincoln that they, it's almost identical. It's funny. Exactly. I was thinking, yeah. look at this. <laughs> here he is. He's like this saintly child, but guess what? He's a kid. He's a boy. Yeah. And I love yeah. his spirit so much. So these were all the pictures that we saw as we waited and winded through church snacking on candy it was it was covid mm -hmm. so we had masks on so i was like sneaking the skittles under the mask yeah. and putting it back on yeah. feeling like a rebel look at them <laughs> so much energy and spirit for a warrior who's been through so much and here's papa yeah. yeah i love this and project outrun so there's so many other stories within his yes. story 
Absolutely. You want to tell us quickly about this, this picture we're showing again, the goodstufffamily.com so, if you need the video. Project yep, Outrun is an amazing um, organization where they, they put the kids first in all that they do. Um, and, and, you know, we, we, we've gotten to know them very well and they're very good friends of ours. Um, you know, my best friend, she, she's one of the Project Outrun people. Um, they're just amazing people with an amazing spirit and amazing hearts. And so um, they let kids who are fighting cancer um, build their own shoes. And so um, their, their hashtag, I'm not sick, but my shoes are. Uh, it just explains it all. So the siblings, there's even a sibling fund um, put up by, started by one of our, our cancer battling friends, uh, Lauren, um, that the siblings get to do their own shoes as well. Um, and, and, you know, they have a 5k coming up uh, for their, their, for their, um, their organization on, on June 17th. Uh, they, they do it the day, you know, the weekend after Colin's birthday. So, uh, you know, they're, they're good people. And lo and behold, and you're a nurse, you were a nurse when I met you, correct? You were. Yes. A, yep. Yes. Yeah. I was pediatric nurse. Um, and then a labor and delivery nurse for 20 years. And yet, yeah, again, part of me says, oh, and I think it's okay. I've come to, to acknowledge that when we say really God, really, I think it's yeah. okay. It's yeah. let your requests be known to God, like shout them yeah. out, like really God, like I, yeah. I want I want some insight into how do you, how do you take this kid on a mom who spends her life like, you know, helping other kids into the world and, you know, yeah. but I, then all we have to do is look to the Nemet family for the answer. You know, it, I, I remember asking one of our, our priest's friends, um, you know, how can they take, how can, how can God take such a light of, of joy out of this world? And remember he looked at me and he said, Kim, he's like, how do you think Mary felt? And Ooh. Colin is special, but he's no Jesus. And that mm. hit me so hard. So that's a lot of my mm. strength. It comes from Mary because you're so right. G Mary, you know, is the mother of Jesus. And, and she gave up her son, um, you know, for God's will. And, and wow. that's, that's what it all, everything comes from God. Yeah. And he showed us, Colin's friend, Jesus showed us, when he was in the garden, please, could you take this cup? But not my will, but yours be done. So he showed us by example. And to think, have you, I know you probably have only thought of it a million times, what that introduction looked like in heaven that day when Colin ran up to you know, his friend? This is the, I, I felt Jesus in my heart the yeah. day that Colin died. And when he took his last breath, I could feel Jesus taking Colin with him up to heaven. And what an honor to know that Jesus was there to walk him into the gates of heaven. Um, it just, it was, it was the most painful and most beautiful day of my life. And because you know that simultaneous pain and grief and, and joy, and because you stand on faith, now you guys have started a great big beautiful today for other people, the nonprofit, a great big beautiful today. Tell me about that. Profit. You know, when Colin was sick, there were tons of people there to, to support us, to help guide us, to just be there for us, um, to provide financial support for um, just just anything fun for for they. There's so many people. Once he died, um, there's not really that many organizations that are there to help out with that part, and that's when it gets really hard because it's hard to fight cancer with your kids. Um, it's hard to do life without them. Um, and hard is not even a strong enough word. And so uh, we started the foundation um, to provide resources for people who are grieving 
and to provide resources for their family members who don't know what to say or don't know what to do or don't know how to act. Um, so that's on our website, uh, greatbigbeautifultoday.org. Uh, we also provide financial assistance for families um, to help pay for their kids' funerals because nobody should have to pay for their own kids' funerals. It's just, it's not fair. Um, so we want to help with that. And then we also want to help families um, giving them something fun to do with their other kiddos um, who, who they are still here. They still have to move forward in life. And so, um, you know, we want to help provide them with some fun memories, um, you know, night to Kalahari, a trip to Cedar Point, um, you know, the, the Mohican Landles Castle, um, different things like that around town, just for them to have some kind of memories moving forward. And I'm also inspired by you right now, Kim, not only in that project that you're doing, but and that you have felt God knocking and calling you to write. Tell me about that. So commitment. writing, um, yeah, every day uh, when Colin was sick, I would write on his caring bridge. Um, and it kind of turned into a very therapeutic way for me to process everything. Um, eventually turned to every week, every Thursday, I, I would write. And, um, you know, I, I stopped, uh, I think the week after Colin passed away. And so um, in the last two years, um, I, I've done a lot to try to heal myself. Um, I'll never be completely healed uh, because it just, it, it's a continuing battle of, you know, joy, hope, peace, pain, um, just over and over and over again. And that's okay. I, I can accept that um, because God walks with me through all of it. Um, but writing is is really something that I, I knew I had to, I, I, it, it's, it's, God wanted me to write. Um, it, when I write, it's not always my words. It's, it's God's words that he puts into my heart. Um, so a lot of times it's what God wants other people to hear. And I don't know what that is. I just, I just, I just write. So um, on our website, on the greatbigbeautifultoday.org, there's a little blog section that I started to write again. And, and again, I, I pray before I start and I ask God to pour the heart, the words into my heart and uh, whatever comes out is what God needs to be out there for everybody else. Again, I'm so inspired by you. I've only said it a million times. But most recently you wrote on Caring Bridge. I saved it. This was April 22nd, 2023. That was his um two-year heavenly birthday, Collins. And that you you led what you said two years feels like a lifetime for us here on earth, but a blink of an eye for Colin in heaven. And you led with Jeremiah 29, 11. We all we can quote that. But can we live it is the question and you guys live it. So I want to share this with anyone listening, whatever you're up against, don't just take it from Kim Nemet on her caring bridge page, take it from the word of God. For I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and to not harm you by our definition. No, but to not harm you, to give you eternal life. And well, I'm adding that, but anyway, to not harm you plans to give you hope and a future, not the future that we see necessarily, but his ultimate plan for each of us. And then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. That was Colin. Not only did he listen to Colin, did Colin listen to, to Jesus? Jesus was listening to him. It was a dialogue. It was a conversation. And it ends with, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. This and is what Colin Nemet did. That's done is, is to love God with all your heart and all your mind and all your might and all your soul. And that that's that's the key. All of it. All of it. All of it. And Romans 8, 28. 
He says he works all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. All, like Paul didn't mince words. He didn't say, well, some of the time, all. Yeah. And that's, I guess, all we really need to know. And I learned that. I can. It's one thing to read it in the Bible, but it's another thing to see the Nemet, the Colin Nemet family live it. So, oh, I just, um, I'm so grateful for you. I want to wrap this up and be respectful of people's time, but really quickly, what what's up with this picture? Was this part? It's in my camera roll. Yeah. So rainbows, um, Colin, he probably would have thought rainbows were really queer. Just I, I probably shouldn't say that. He thought that they were <laughs> say that, yeah. They they were, you know, girly and and but mm -hmm. as Colin was entering the final phases of his life, rainbows would pop up out of nowhere. They would mm. pop up just just strangest places. And so um on the day of, I, I believe this, I, I think this was the day of his, it was either the car parade or it was the day of his funeral. Um, the, I think it was the car parade. The, the rainbow showed up right before the parade started. Um, and so, you know, it was over our house. It was over the church and we're, you know, we're five miles away and it was, it was just, it was everywhere. So um, part of, you know, even at his funeral, there was a, a rainbow around the sun, a sunbow, like we, who's seen that before? It was amazing. So um, the rainbow, just wherever it shows up and and the fact that the rainbow showed up over our house on the day it was mm -hmm. prayed showed up over the church um it just is a symbolism you know a you know rainbows are, are symbolism of god's promise um mm -hmm. he, he's, he sent a rainbow you know as a promise to to noah and the people and so it just when it pops up in in the most amazing places uh it, it just it's not a coincidence so the fact that god sent a rainbow over our house and then god sent a rainbow over church that same day it just it it's it's powerful. Mm. That's what I tell people, you know, God, God's magical. <laughs> it is. And our friend Mark Morlihan says that coincidences are God's way of remaining anonymous. Yes. And yes. I don't believe there are any coincidences with God. And I think of Skittles when I see this rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's again, another tie to that, right? And, and yeah. you get, that's, it's, it's special when you can see see God in the things and not think that it's just coincidence. It's special when you can acknowledge and, and just know that it's God. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Now, I particularly have goosebumps on this last picture I want to go out on because I hadn't even really made the connection because I did not know that rainbow was the same day. I noticed this it, just in recent days going through my camera roll. Look at that sky. It's like the heavens are opening up for Colin Nemet. Yeah. I don't think that's too dramatic. Do you? What do you think when you see this picture, Mama? You know, like I said, when you can see God in everything, that's that. He wants you to seek him. He wants, because he. It, it's all God. It's all God. It's all for God's glory. It's all God. He wants you to look for him. And it's much easier when you know people like the Nemets. I can't say it enough. So, um, Mama, I love you. I love that you lead by example. I love that you're vulnerable and saying it's not all rainbows and Skittles and unicorn. It's not. It's, but yet you walk with him like footprints. Yeah. And so yeah. thank you. Yes. Thank you for the inspiration. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, like I said, I, 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 through this, um, we've never asked why. But I, I want people to see I, I, Colin's purpose, um, you know, for people to see God the way that Colin saw God. And that's that's 
that's that's all that we can take away from from everything as to why this happened. His job was to bring people close to God, and he did, and he still does, and that's that's what I want people to take away. That's what I want Colin's legacy to be. Amen. And again, I'll, I'll just say this, that if you're listening to this interview with Kim Nemet via podcast mode and you want to see her, you want to see these pictures that we're talking about, it's thegoodstofffamily.com that has links to the YouTube uh, stories. And if you would push subscribe, I'd be so grateful. Um, we're trying to grow this Good Stuff Family Tree 2023 and the branch that is the Nemet family is a really strong, powerful one. And I am so grateful for you. And I'll just I'll wrap it up by saying that I felt like almost this whole 45 minutes was a prayer. And so my prayer right now is for God that you would just multiply everything that this Nemet family is doing uh, through their foundation, through the outreach to other families who will know your love through them. And I pray also for anyone listening to this, and for myself included, Father God, that you would just give us that conviction that you do, in fact, work all things together for good for those who love you and are called according to your purpose. What is our purpose in God? Look for the Nemets. Look for the people who are walking the walk. And uh, and we thank you even for this gift of another day to, to bring this story. And we look forward to the blessings already on their way, Father God. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All the glory. All the glory. Amen. All right. I love you. God bless you. Have a great day. Okay. Thanks. Bye. has been a grassroots good stuff family production big love and gratitude to our friend carlos jones who is the talented voice and creator behind this music that sets the tone for these good stuff stories huge gratitude and love as well for our social media director she is danielle folk and is consistently going above and beyond follow her at farmhouse storyteller and to the producer my travi the glue that holds together the moving parts of this God-inspired endeavor. TheGoodStuffFamily.com is where you'll find links for all the things we're doing, including how to be a sponsor of a story. So grateful for our faithful sponsors who have already made so much of what we do possible. And of course, big love and gratitude for you, the listeners, helping to grow this Good Stuff Family Tree 2023. Welcome to the family. Why